Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. We're back on Speed Street. Welcome back. Uh, Joey Molinaro, Connor Daly. What's up, bro? Well, Joey, I think I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better than you, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, uh, you know, you're feeling under the weather. But uh, we were going to go to the studio. We were going to get back in the studio today. But my pal Joey here, we're, uh, you know, he's, he's not feeling great. So how, how, how are you all right, bro? Yeah, I, you know, you can probably tell by my voice, uh, a little, little rundown. Um, we were in Nashville last week for two, three days for the Purdue game, which was awesome. Purdue wins in a shootout, a thriller. Almost gotten some altercations down there in Nashville because Tennessee fans oh. complete jagoffs. Um, so was uh-huh. there. And then from that point, you know, I, when I was in Nashville, Big Ben basically announces that his last home game is going to be on Monday. So I'm like, well, I'm not missing that. So then a day later when I get home, me and my family and my buddy hightailed out to Pittsburgh for a couple of days and we're out there in the, uh, you know, 20-degree weather on Monday night watching Big Ben's final ride. And um, so I think the combination of just being in really crappy weather – being traveling a lot, you know, seeing a lot of people, being around a lot of people, taking pictures, whatever. Um, I think it finally just got to me. So it's, I, it's sickness season. It's definitely sickness season. So I think right. I think I, I I was like every single every other person that I text, someone's down with the sickness. So <laughs> and my Riley had a cold. She tested negative for COVID. My sister had a cold. She tested negative for COVID. Um, 
so I, you know, I'm thinking I probably just got a little bit of what, whatever they got. And, you know, I just didn't want to, I know you're a busy man. You're a man about town. You're a man about traveling and, and a man about training. And so I was like, you know, the last thing that Connor needs is to be around me for an hour, hour and a half and, uh, you know, get all my sickness on him. So I was like, let's just, let's just zoom it up today. So yes, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, as I mentioned, uh, a little bit of NASCAR testing. We've got a chili bowl dirt event coming up next week. Um, Tell Life me about is, that. What's this chili bowl? You've been talking a lot about it. The old chili bowl. Yes. I mean, I think it's, I, I might have to be corrected, but I think it's one of the biggest dirt races in the world. Uh, I know there's about like 350 drivers. I think um, a lot of guys from the cup series, NASCAR world, um, only really me from the IndyCar world, I think. Um, but there's a lot of drivers that have definitely asked about it in the past uh, and I mean, it's, you know, it's the best of the best in the dirt world. I mean, you got the Kyle Larson's of the world, Christopher Bell, um, Kyle Busch just raced in another race at this same track, like a, like a couple weeks ago. Um, you got Justin Allgaier, uh, I mean, so but a ton of NASCAR guys, um, that come out and do it, which is really, really cool. Uh, and it's like, it's very, very new for me. It's not great. I, I, there's, it's a very difficult craft to learn. Um, and it's a really interesting way of racing as well. There's so many drivers that you basically have to have, uh, eight or like 10 cars on track at a time because a very small indoor dirt oval. Um, and so when there's 350 cars, you get separated into all these letters, you know, there's eight in the A main or there's, 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 there's like 30 cars or 25 or 30 cars that actually make the final, which is the A main. And then there's like the B, the C, the D, all the way to like, like S, like all the way through the alphabet. And, you know, you got to race your way up the alphabet. If you, if you have a tough heat race, you know, if you have a tough, uh, a tough qualifying event, which like you randomly pick your starting spot for your heat race. And if you don't finish great in the heat race, then you have to do another race. And then there's each night, Monday through Friday, there's a final race of that night to then set the alphabet for Saturday. So there's like a lot, like you could win on Monday night, but that really only guarantees you a spot in the final come Saturday, which is ideal, right? But you have a tough night. You're going to have to race your way from like the D or the, F for the E, E main. And, and basically if you're in the E and you finish the top four or five, you can go to then the next letter and then C, B, A, like you could go all the way up. You could, you could make it to the final. It's a wild way of explaining it. And like, I still don't even really understand if I even explained it right, but I basically will run on Monday for practice and then wait all the way until Friday for my race night and then try to do my, you know, qualifier, heat race, whatever main event that I make it into that night. Um, and then race again on Saturday to try to get all the way to the full on big, big show. So it's a wild, like six days in this arena in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and I mean, I, it's, it's quite an experience and I, and we've got this, I'm, I'm supporting our partner here, Die Edge on my t-shirt. They're the sponsor of it. They're, they're going to be helping us out a lot. I'm going to be basically running out there with, uh, with Chase Briscoe as well. Great friend of ours. 
uh, incredible NASCAR driver. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be fun. It'll be an interesting experience, but it's also good to keep the mind sharp. You know what I mean? Keep the mind sharp, keep it ready to go because you know, if I get my IndyCar program sorted out, we're going to be testing in February. So got to be, got to be sharp for that. And I want to make sure that when I get behind the wheel of anything that we're kind of ready, you know, firing on all cylinders really. So how much chili is actually involved for the chili bowl? Are you having chili in between heats? Like what, what, what deal? That is a great question. I'm actually not sure of the chili at the chili bowl. <laughs> I think there is a chili stand. I assume there is. There's also great merch uh, and it's an incredible hashtag. I, I don't know where the origin of the chili bowl eventually, I don't know how that happened. Um, but the track is very, it's small. So it's kind of shaped like a bowl. I don't know. And, uh, and a wild fan base, an incredible fan base there. Every night it's packed every night. And like, I think, cause every, every night's different. Like you might have one of the NASCAR guys like Ryan Newman or Justin Allgaier racing on a Tuesday. And then, you know, Wednesday you could have Kyle Larson Thursday. You could have Christopher Bell. So there's always going to be, or like all these massive dirt names, like, like sunshine old Tyler, um, <laughs> sunshine. He's incredible. Um, and all these, all these other, like Justin Grant, uh, Kevin Thomas jr. I don't even know if he's gonna be racing anymore, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch all these guys. Um, all these guys compete every night. You guys should do all you should, you should, uh, you know, you're a big hair guy. You should go with a chili bowl haircut for the chili bowl. Right. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna avoid that for now. But we are gonna have t-shirts, so I'm I'm gonna be slinging t-shirts out there myself. We got some t-shirts made, some special Chili Bowl edition t-shirts. Um, so every day I'm gonna be there. Not I might not be racing until Friday, but boy, am I gonna be selling t-shirts every night. Nice work on your sales skills. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a good skill to have, man. You know, it translates post racing and everything. You know? Exactly. We got we to gotta be out here hustling t-shirts out of here. We, we got to be, you know, paying the mortgage. Man, so I cannot believe that you just like, you're going to the chili bowl and you don't have, you, you don't have the specifics on the chili. That would be my first question. I love, chili's like my favorite food. Are we doing white chicken chili? Are we doing the regular with the beans? Is it spicy? Like, what are we, what are we talking about here, you know? So I plan on finding these chili dispensaries and... I plan on s sending you some pictures of what we got going on just so you know. You know what I mean? We've got to make sure that you know. Because obviously it's like I want you and Chase to do well, but then my second main point of concern is what what's the what's the chili scene like, you know? I, it, it seems like in Oklahoma with a bunch of racing folks, it's probably going to be pretty damn good, odds on. It's, it's got to be. I don't know. Is Tulsa – do we know about if, – if Tulsa's a chili hub of the world? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know if it's a chili yeah. hub, but I, I mean, you know, I feel like good old Oklahoma down there. It's like, what else are they doing besides making chili and watching Oklahoma football and Bill Sooners, right? Yeah, you know. So <laughs> I don't know. That, that, please do. I, I really, I really hope that you send me some of those pictures. All right, what, what's the what's the NASCAR news that you wanted to get to? Well, I, I had a friend, Corey LaJoy, staying at the house last night. Uh, they're they're Corey LaJoy's in town. Oh, Corey LaJoy was in town for one night. Oh. One day, that was it. Yeah. And he, um, he was talking about some Daytona testing next week, which is going to be really interesting. They just sorted out their downforce package recently for a lot of the tracks they're going to be running on, which I think is really cool. Uh, he was telling me a lot about, about a lot about that. Um, but they haven't tested really in a, in a big group at Daytona yet, as far as I know. Uh, so that'll be really cool. They got the Daytona 500 coming up right around the corner and their new car, 
a whole new whole new era for NASCAR. So I think that's going to be really really exciting to see. Um, and after kind of having a, having having a talk with Corey, talking to Chase a little bit, it, it makes me very excited for the NASCAR season because I always watch no matter what. But when you have a new car and the potential for you know new teams, not new teams as in like they just showed up, but like maybe some some teams that were mildly successful and now they really get a hold of this new car and they're going to be very successful. So it's going to be cool to watch. And, and I'm, I'm very curious to see how that test goes next week. Cause Chase, Chase Briscoe, I know he's going to be at the chili bowl on Monday for some practice. And then he's got to fly out to go test in Daytona and then come back, come back to the chili bowl. Um, when he's, when he's, when he's got a race again. So that'll be interesting. Oh my goodness. So the consensus though, I mean, they're feeling NASCAR dudes are feeling pretty good about this new era. I don't know if everyone's feeling awesome. I'm sure they feel great about it, but really until you get out there for race time, you know, no one will really know. And there's always going to be tough challenges with a new car. Always. There's always going to be things that, you know, people will be mad at, but there'll be some stuff that people will love. So I just like that idea of this new, new generation, this new, um, just new package that we can watch. Like, cause I love racing. And when there's a whole new variable into it, in it, like it's why we love watching rain racing sometimes because it tosses a whole new variable into the, into the game, it makes it exciting and puts, you know, puts a big challenge on the drivers for sure. Yeah, dude, that's, um, Hey, where I mean, we're in the new year. We're in January, 2022, February is right, right around the corner. And, uh, like we talked about last week, all of a sudden before you know it, bada boom you know we're gonna be yeah. at Daytona, we're gonna be at st pete and uh back in the swing of it so very very exactly and i want to know from you though you had a, a as you mentioned your sporting events right the yeah. purdue bowl game mm -hmm. you said you got into maybe a little bit of a tussle down i saw that game was incredible by the way like Please. what a what best bowl game of the season best bowl game of yeah. the season. who would have thought and, and then the Steelers game, I'm not going to lie, I shed a tear for Big Ben. I did. I was watching the, I was watching the broadcast. I, I love them. Yeah. Emotional stories. Like, if you can do it emotionally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. And, uh, I mean, that, those had to be two. I mean, first of all, the Purdue game, obviously we've got a lot of people celebrating down there. That must have been great. But, like, man, you're a Steelers guy. And, like, seeing Big Ben do that and, like, I think that was the easiest bet of the century as well. I hammered the Steelers for that one that night. It was the easiest bet of the century. Great call. Great call on that. I love that. Um, yeah, man. Like, so, well, first off, when we were down in Nashville, uh, we had a little uh, group, a collection of Boilermakers all sitting up in the nosebleeds, you know, like it, it, that's where it all goes down, right? That's everybody knows when you're sitting, the higher up you sit, the less IQ people have, right? So, you're, you're, you're getting up there into territory that's going to be dangerous. And so, I mean, it's, it pretty much was a home game for Tennessee, as you can imagine, right? Nashville, stadium's full of orange. There's your little tiny pockets of black and gold. Luckily, I was around, you know, a little tiny pocket of black and gold with, with some of our, of our friends. But this guy two rows ahead of us, this Tennessee fan, by the start of the second quarter, he's – He's, he's kind of wobbling a little bit, right? And we're watching him. And then all of a sudden, his buddy switches him seats. This guy goes on the outside because we're at the very end of the stadium. And so, like, if this dude – if you, like, look over the edge, you're going straight down type of deal. Yikes, yep. So, this guy switches him seats. He goes to the outside, the wobbly dude. And then all of a sudden, he just yaks everywhere, dude. 
just pukes in the start of the second quarter, pukes everywhere, was having a rough go, spent the entire rest of the game with his head in his hands, just down like this, not paying attention to anything, probably asleep, right? Probably passed out. Then he gets up in the fourth quarter and he acts like he's like been there the whole time, knows everything that's going on. I'm like, this guy, man, you were just puking all over the people in front of you, making a fool of yourself. And he was a Tennessee fan, like I said. And now you're acting like you've been in, in, in this thing the whole entire time, right? So that was one thing is I got a guy puking all over himself. And then I got a, a father of three or four sitting to the front left of me, Tennessee fan. And Purdue throws a pick in like second or third quarter. And all of a sudden this dude just turns around right to me and just double birds me just going, fuck you, fuck you. Double birds in my face. And I didn't take too kindly to that, man. I was like, hey, I'm not – I wasn't – you know, I was rude for Purdue. Did you, with, did you go with buddy or, hey, pal? Like, <laughs> Ooh, that's a great – That's a good – like, in that situation, there's three words you can be like, hey, buddy, or like, hey, pal, or uh, stooge. I don't know. <laughs> right, like, you're, yeah, do it be like the you're not that guy pal type of dude. Um, yeah. That's essentially – yeah. And so, like, he did it again to me. And he was like, you know, giving high fives to Tennessee fans around him. And I like, you know, tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, hey, hey. And, and, and he turned around and started flipping me off again. I was like, yeah, nice, dude. I was like, yeah, your kids, you dumbass. You got your kids right here. Great father and all this stuff. <laughs> my, and my wife was pulling me back and everything. Not that I was like, you know, hold me back. I wasn't doing that. But she was just like, sit down, sit down. <laughs> and uh, it was just, you know, it, you know, we got into a little ruckus a little bit there. But then he was like, he was like, hey, can I get you a beer? Yeah, he's like, let me get you a beer. And I was like, I don't want any of your stuff. And uh, <laughs> but, but we shook up, and it was all fine. And then Purdue won in the end, so he got the last laugh. But, uh, yeah, so from that, I mean, now you know Nashville, dude. I mean, oh. we, we, we IndyCar race there. I mean, you've been there, but it's just, you know, if you're not having a great time in Nashville, then you got to look in the mirror, you know. It's an incredible scene down there. An incredible scene. I saw several several people. Our friend Deepu was down there celebrating the Purdue win as well. Uh, he, yeah. I've never seen him happier, I think, in my life than seeing him celebrate that bowl victory. I mean, it's bowl season. We got people throwing up in the stands. We got happiness breaking out on both sides. Competitive football game. I mean, it almost seems like almost seems like the world's back again. It's back to normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until you've been around everybody and then you end up sick and you have yeah. to like, yeah, stay away and do zoom calls for five days or whatever. But this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, so then we go from there. And then Pittsburgh, I mean, dang, dude, it was, you know, the, 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 the city was electric. The city was alive. The energy around the stadium, the energy of game day was palpable. You know, you, everybody, everybody knew what was at stake. Everybody knew what was happening. You know, you, you didn't have to, to talk about it. Everybody just knew. And uh, so we got out there early, and, boy, it was probably 18, 19, 20 degrees. It was freezing cold. Uh, but, you know, after 18 years of Big Ben services, yeah, that's the least you could do is be out there in the 20-degree weather 
uh, on a pitch. Got to get there. And, uh, you know, so they – we, we – you know, the game was great, great seats. Uh, you know, Steelers win, perfect. But then afterwards, like you said, that's when it really got emotional. You know, Ben was out there and he was doing his victory lap and, and um, – you know, they're playing There Goes My Hero by Foo Fighters. Oh, 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 my gosh. It was fantastic. They knew what they were doing. And then uh, what really got me, man, was all of a sudden, like, he's heading towards the tunnel, and uh, he gets down on his knee, and his three little kids, his, his two sons and his daughter, they come up and, and give him a giant hug. And, man, that, that really got me, you know. So uh, emotional, emotional night. But uh, And I'm still reeling from it physically. I don't have – my throat hurts like hell. I, uh, you know, I mean, just it's, – it's a rough go. But, hey, Big Ben sacrificed his knees and his back and his shoulders and his ribs and everything for us. So that's the least that I could do. Big football guy, too. I was just wearing his helmet the whole time around there. <laughs> like, I, I respected that a lot. I, I don't really like – Again, I've not been a Steelers guy. Like, I obviously follow the football league very, very closely. Yeah. Um, and know, have known Big Ben since I was probably, you know, an infant child. Right. Uh, um, but it's cool to see that fan base, like, react to that and, like, no one left and him going around, you know, fist bumping people and then having the wife and, like, you're just like, all right, well, this is now a Netflix documentary. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> it's something that was really cool to see. And, like, I think everyone respected that. There's no way the Browns were going to win that game. Just no. not not even close to a chance No, that that was ever going to happen. So, I, I it, it was cool. I'm glad you got to go to that. I actually I – ca- I called Joe – I called you during that day, and then I realized I was like, wait a second, he's in pit. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I got to – hang on. I got I to gotta back it down here. It was, it was funny. All I good, just completely, man. completely misplaced – what was going on? I was like, I got to let him lock in for that emotional ride. Ride that's about to happen. <laughs> it was. I mean, it definitely was. And I, I you know, I, I, uh, I think I was probably already out at the tailgates. You know, when he did, and I was like, yeah, this isn't the best time to talk business or whatever we're gonna talk. So, <laughs> all good there, man. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you think about like I had one of my buddies who come out there with me and. And he, he's a Colts fan, you know. He, he grew up in Indianapolis just like us. And, and what was so cool about it is, like, you know, Peyton Manning, right, is is a legend here for, for obvious reasons. He has a damn yep. statue out there, right? But, like, you guys didn't get to have a goodbye like that. You know what I mean? Like, Peyton played his last game as a Colt, and you guys didn't even know it, you know? And so I thought back to that, and I was like, man, this is – you know, yes, the Steelers are only a game above 500, and and yes, they probably aren't going to make the playoffs. And it's not like a a Peyton Manning or Jerome Bettis send off where they win the Super Bowl for Big Ben and he walks off into the sunset. But you know, to have that moment of 70,000 Steeler fans knowing and being there with them, and 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 just knowing that that's it, and getting to have that goodbye. Uh, I think it was something that any fan, any uh, of any fan base, you know, of any quarterback would would want to, especially after 18 years, you know. So um, I liken it a lot to like when Reggie Miller left the Pacers uh, and he retired. He was with the Pacers for 18 years. Forever. Um, his his goodbye was you know after a, a playoff loss to the Pistons when they were eliminated, so it wasn't ideal, but he was at his home turf it was at his home stadium and he got to say goodbye to all the Pacers fans you know so it was uh similar to that and uh man I just would have been kicking myself if I wouldn't have been out there I know that 
No, it's a good call. It's a good call. I, I, um, I, I would have definitely tried to attend, you know, if I knew it was Peyton's last game, you know, obviously Peyton moved on <laughs> to another team and I don't think Ben's going to do that, but, um, no. but yeah, I mean, what a, like stuff like that. You just, you just, you'll never forget, right? Like it'll go, that'll go down in history for the next 10, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. You'll tell it to your grandkids, be like, well, I was there when Ben was <laughs> throwing his last rock down to the end zone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yep. Exactly. It was hilarious because he, he's one of those guys that has like those big names. It's not like, it's not like Case Keenum is retiring, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, got to go out for that game, you know what I mean? Yep, got to fit. Yep, got to be there for Case. Nope, not at all. Is it that? That's Big Ben, man. So it was awesome. It was a great way to start the new year. Um, like I said, I'm feeling it from it still. But what'd you do for New Year's, man? I know you're saying you're ready for business, but uh, Friday, Saturday, did you, did you knock anything out? That's right. I, did, I forgot that we have not uh, spoken since New Year's, but um, but yeah, New Year's was great. It was uh, it was a time I went to Chicago. I was in Arizona for an event at a car dealership for like less than like 18 hours. Then went to Chicago for New Year's, uh, brought my little brother along. I went to see a, a DJ friend of ours named Chris Lake. And uh, if anyone paid attention to our uh, LCQ league during the 2020 shutdown, which was our league on iRacing of um, – of, of names like Alex Rossi, James Hinchcliffe, Travis Pastrana, Parker Klingerman, Landon Castle, all these guys came to compete. And we also had one DJ, and it was Chris Lake every week. So he uh, he loves a bit of racing and a big race fan himself and loves to get in the simulation game. So uh, it was it was really cool to see him. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He was going to come out to the Long Beach IndyCar race, actually, at the end of last year, um, but he got sick, so he, he couldn't make it out. Uh, so yeah, so we got to get him out to an IndyCar race this season. Uh, and it was fun, man. Like everything, you know, everything, uh, people keep saying, oh, it's going to be a great year and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I think they're right. I mean, everything seems to be going the right way, you know, racing wise. And, and, uh, I, I, I'm excited for the next couple weeks. Um, you know, I, I do think that I, I, I can't really, you know, say whether it's all going to happen until it actually happens and it becomes a real thing and the world knows about it. But I feel really good about what we got going on for this, for this, uh, for this next season. So, um, so we're, yeah, so we'll see. New Year's was great and just been working this week on trying to, you know, lock everything in and then uh, go to the, go to the simulator to do some work for, uh, you know, on the IndyCar side tomorrow. And, and yeah, I mean, things seem to be moving the right way. So hopefully that, uh, you know, that keeps on going. And Chicago was fun for New Year's. I was, you know, can't complain at all. How cold was it? You know what? It actually was not as bad as we expected. It was uh, not, I've been to Chicago for New Year's before. I actually went like, a, like I think 2018 or 19 and it was like minus 30. Like it was, it was so cold that like you literally could not stand outside. And so I was, I was very happy to get there. And, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, did not make dinner plans ahead of time on New Year's Eve, right? And you're like, oh, yikes, here we go. But we were staying at the Nobu Hotel, which I thought, again, went big for 2022. Tried to really, you know, have a nice time. You're 30 and, now. Uh, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, look, it's, we're here for a good time, not a long time. I'm not going to, like, go to Burger King for a New Year's Eve dinner. Like, we're, we're going to try to get to the Nobu restaurant right there in the hotel and be like, hey, uh, we're staying at the hotel. Can you maybe hustle a little table over here? And sure enough, had a nice little New Year's Eve dinner at Nobu, and I felt great. I was like, it was just this, this year is going to go the right way. Like, you're going to get in, no reservation for a nice restaurant. 
that's what it's all about. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for the future, man. I think it's going to be an exciting, exciting year ahead for both when, of us. When, when, uh, like, when do you expect, I know you're saying that, you know, you have to lock it in and you can't really say anything until it's done and that's fine. But like end of the month, next week, couple weeks, like, wait, what, you know what I mean? When can we expect some official, official news? I think the best thing about this show is, is like true fans of mine have been listening and I keep getting tweets every now and then like from the last episode saying like, Oh man, we hope that meeting went really well. And people, people that have been paying attention are definitely, um, you know, I, I was, I was doing a Twitch stream the other night as well. And, and folks, I, I, I spread the love of the podcast on there. I think we got a couple more, a couple more subscribers after, after doing that. But yeah. um, honestly, it's within the week. It's within, it's within a seven day period of for sure knowing, um, maybe even less so From right now so next week next week we should know everything so hopefully you know I, I don't i don't think it'll be announced next week but i will you know i will definitely know you know whether it's full go or go home you know what i mean so uh so it's exciting to think about and i'm just like again hard to sleep every night keeping every finger and toe crossed that we've got but uh everyone's working on the right things and everything seems to be going the right way I love it. Anything, is there anything that the listeners and, and, and the fans can do? Well, you so, know what, just can, when, can they tweet at somebody? Can they, what, you know, what can they do? Nope. Because we want to keep it very, very undercover so far because it's such a great program that we don't want anyone else going after it. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or stepping in its way. So we're gonna, we're gonna just keep it all tight to the chest right now. And when it does happen, if it does just make sure to support, you know, those who are supporting us and, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Seven day period. Hopefully when we talk next week, <laughs> we can, you know, and a little bit more at that because all of a sudden we're going to be creeping up on February and then it's like, Hey, we're racing soon. So, and that's exactly. a great part about it too, for, for everybody, you know, who's been with us since we started putting these out, uh, you know, regularly on, uh, which you can find on Apple podcasts and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast, by the way. So subscribe and leave us a rating and review. But ever since we've been doing them weekly, um, it's all been during the off season. And the show has continued to grow. And then we've continued to get good feedback about it. And it's all during the off season. So imagine, imagine what could be and what will be uh, once the racing seasons get underway and just over a short month. You know exactly yeah and i mean we'll have a we'll have a ton more like we appreciate everyone listening through these last couple of weeks too because you know what there's not a ton to talk about racing wise and like we're you know we're going to try to get you up you know uh, entertained no matter what whether it's about what's going on in our lives what's going on in other sports i mean because i think you know joey's got great opinions on stuff i think i've got some interesting takes on a few things as well and 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 it's just exciting to think about everyone who's listened to the show has kind of gone from me having the Air Force to not having the Air Force to having nothing to not knowing what's going on to then now potentially having something that's, you know, really great. So it's kind of a cool ride to take everyone on. And, and, and obviously, once the season gets started, we'll have so much more to talk about. We'll have so much more to, uh, you know, to get into a lot of different breakdowns on, on what's going to go on on these IndyCar weekends. Um, and, and that's going to be really cool. So I, I can't wait for that. And I think un until that point, though, We've come up with some new interesting things that I think I'm very curious to get your opinion on. Yeah, Jeff. lay them on me. We were texting about this. Yes. Yeah, so I, this is obviously going to be a bit comedic, 
but we're going to try to uh, we're going to lay out an IndyCar starting five for an NBA team. Like I don't know how many IndyCar drivers play basketball. I've not. I've only seen a few of them shoot hoops before. But I think I want to hear your starting four and then a fifth wild card that you might have no idea about his skills at all and just might be there for pure entertainment. Oof, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's going to be tough for you guys with, you know, the skinny jeans to play hoops. Yeah. You know, it's not really messy. <laughs> short people. Yeah. Right. Short guys and skinny jeans, right? So, so a hoop squad is going to be, uh, be a tough one. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, well, I, I think you got you to get some size out there, right? So you're going you're gonna to put Graham Rahal out there. Yep. Um, because, you know, we're going we're gonna to small ball the hell out of them, right? We're, we're not, and I'm not going to take yours. Like, I'm going to let you know. You take your starting five, and then I'm going to go an, a different starting five so we don't have any repeats. That's so fine. I'm going to take some of my draft picks here. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they, there's only so you know. There's only so many routes you can go here, and I think that you have to, you know, you you have to at least have somebody that has a little bit of size. And Graham's that guy, so you're going to put him out there. But what I'm saying is, you're going to small ball, small ball the hell out of him. Not going to be banging <laughs> around down there. You're going to have to, you know, be doing a lot of running and gunning, a lot of shooting. Um, so I'd say Graham Graham Rahal. Um, I'd say. Uh, uh, Joseph Newgarden, obviously, uh, because he's oh. he seems quite he seems athletic, all right. Super so I see him, I see him as more of a, like a two guard, all right. Um, yep, yep. You know, athletic can 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 play the wing, can get out there and handle the ball a little bit if he needs to, but that's not his number one job. Play the uh, wing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's locking it down out there. Um, so that's two. Let me think through the field here a little bit. Um, I got the driver list right in front of me too, so I'm checking off which one you think's there, which one you don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't think that anybody. Do they play basketball in Brazil? Yeah, they play oh, basketball. Sure, dude. In, 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 in Brazil, um, I'm gonna go. Hinch as the point guard. Okay. He's a good decision maker. He's got he's got eyes up. His eyes are ahead. He's looking at the basket, but also seeing the rest of the team at the same time. He's responsible. You know, he's responsible. Like point guard, kind of got to be like a good team leader. Yeah, like be a good team leader. Um, so we've got, we've got Graham, Joseph, and Hinch. So we got two more. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Rossi's gonna be the three. You know, okay. Rossi's uh, yep. the three is kind of uh, yeah. It's like your Paul George. That's kind of the diva position. Yep. Um, so if I, that's, you know, fitting for, for Rossi, he can kind of not really buying in. Is he buying in? I don't know, but he's talented and, uh, he's got some length too. So we'll go him at uh, the three spot. And Is then he buying uh, in? Yeah. <laughs> Does he actually care about being out there? We're not sure, but boy, is he going to collect that game check? You know what that's, I mean? That's right. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, my wild card, I'm going to go, uh, Takuma Sato. 
Uh, yeah, who knows what that little guy's got going on? Does he have a great jump shot? Let's hope. You know, like the, the Muggsy Bogues of the IndyCar, uh, IndyCar, IndyCar. Maybe he's got basketball. some. Maybe he's got some hops. Hopefully, he's got a good jumper, uh, and hopefully, he can just be uh, a, a little hellion of a defender out there, just giving people fits. Honestly, they play great basketball in Japan. Like I got a few friends here from Indy. Like we know some people that play basketball in Japan. Like I respect. Oh. I respect what's going on over there. He's the wild card for me. Yeah. Wild card. All right. Well, I, I think you took a lot of the size, right? You got Graham, you got Joseph, you got Rossi. Yep. Um, but I know for a fact Rossi cannot shoot the basketball to save his life. I've seen it. Um, I, I just I, I don't think that's his game. So that could be a tough one. Joseph's definitely going to be good. Um, right out the gate, I'm going to go Ryan Hunter Ray. Ryan Hunter Ray, again, tall guy. He's, he's there, tall. In the paint, he can play. He's got broad shoulders. How tall is he? Like he's, he's as tall as Graham. He's probably 6'1". Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I would say so. Maybe he's, maybe that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch, but <laughs> solid. So I'm going to go Ryan. I'm also going to go – now, this is going to be interesting. This is like bringing – it's like bringing Steve Nash to the game or, or, uh, or I don't know, someone who's an older, wiser veteran. Jimmy Johnson. He's got to be good at sports, all sports. I've seen Jimmy – I know what's going on. I think if you get those two guys down at the post, they're going to be making stronger decisions than anyone else. Okay. And probably good defenders. I don't know. Right. Three, I'm going Marco. Marco, I know, plays basketball. And that guy is going to be – we're going to dump it out to him at the three-point line, and he's going to be drilling just beyond the arc heaters the whole time. Like it's, it's, Isn't he's really a lefty? No. No, he's not. I actually have no idea. But I, I've seen him play basketball before, and I know he grinds it out. So yeah, he puts on his Instagram good. story. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Feeling good about these guys so far. I think for my number four, we're doing Sage Karam. Sage Karam, uh, wrestler. Big wrestler. He's going he's gonna to defend. He's going to beat the crap out of some people. Yeah. But he also looks like that guy that also plays basketball and has cool shorts and, you know, definitely has – backwards hat like cool he was a star and he is a star with some like nike elite socks yeah big socks yeah he, he, he was he was he was uh he was a hell of a football player in high school we talked about that when yes. i was about the 500 so you know he's, he's a little athlete yeah size I, concerns me a little bit but a yeah. good athlete but that's all right you got takuma on your team so that's you know that's, <laughs> that's all right so we're gonna put sage against takuma in the garden game <laughs> yeah and i think so my fifth wild card I'm going to go with willpower only because willpower might just talk some people out of the game. You know what I mean? Like he's going to, he's going to, he's going to get that ball. He's going to dump it out. He wants to be competitive, but if someone throws him a rogue elbow, he's going to curse him out to death. And like, I respect that. He's your, he's your Ron Artest. He's your Ron Artest. That is exactly right. Willpower is our Ron Artest. Yep. He's our guy that's going to get in the trenches He's going to throw some bows. He's going to throw some talk. Might even get thrown out of the game. But you know what? Until then, it's going to be awesome. He's going to get that look in his eye where everybody's like, oh, man, it's <laughs> going down. This is – you can't – just like with Ron Artest, it's like he gets that look in his eye. Is he going in the stands? Is he going to, you know, beat the – Where's he going home? I don't know. You know? Yeah. I, I just don't know. So, a lot of intimidation there. I like that. That's a good pick. Yeah, so I, I feel pretty good about that. Arne. There's a couple guys I think we leave out there that could be good. Like, uh, 
uh, I don't know, like maybe Simon Pagino is a wild French. Uh, who was that really good French player for the Spurs for so long? Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Maybe Simon Pagino is the Tony yeah. Parker of of, uh, of the of the National Racing League here. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I could see that. You know, the French, they probably play a very exquisite, pretty game. You exquisite know what I mean? Exquisite ball, yeah. Right. Some exquisite basketball. Very, like, they make it look effortless. So I could see maybe Pagino coming off the bench, you know? One one person that we both left off as well, which I think is a little questionable, Colton Herta. He literally was in high school like last week. So he might have been in the high school sports gym just drilling threes and we didn't know about it. You know what I mean? Well, I think he would be the fresh legs, you know? He, he yeah. would be a spry chicken to where, uh, you know, some of the guys like Ryan Hunter Ray or Will Power for you, you know, they might be pulling on the jersey a couple minutes into the game. Yeah. You know, Colton Hurd has just run circles around him because he's, you know, 19 years old or whatever. So, yeah, he's our he's our sixth man for sure. I like that. Yeah, I like that's that. good. We've sort we've sorted out an elite NBA team uh, in the IndyCar series. But now we also have to switch gears because I want to know, honestly, this is again, I find it hilarious to put IndyCar drivers in other scenarios because a lot of us. I don't know if we have many other sporty skills. You know what I mean? I think some of us can be good at certain things. Some of us are really bad at certain other sports. Yeah. But I want to know your quarterback, your running back, and wide receiver for your football team of, of the IndyCar drivers. Okay. Now, I don't know if we should add a fourth position. I don't know if you want to go like a defensive player or like who's going to be the center. I don't know. But I, I think those are the three heaters that we got right now. Or QB, running back, wide receiver, kicker. Why kicker? I don't know because we got a few <laughs> soccer athletes, I'm sure, in there somewhere. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm pulling up a list here because I need to – what is this? I'll go first for this one then. If you okay. you went first for the basketball, so I'll all go right, first for this. Right, all right, all right. Hit so it. I'm thinking Q, QB. We're gonna go very very experienced. I think it's important to go like the Aaron Rodgers route, the uh, the Peyton Manning route. Um, go with someone who knows. And I think Jimmy Johnson's my quarterback. I, I think awesome. that's I think that's the guy. Um, I, I just I like where his head's at. I like his decision making. I like that he can you know, keep a level head. He's been through a lot mentally in his life. You know what I mean? He's won everything in the world and then had a tough year. He's, he's been on the mental journey. You know what I mean? Sure. You want to look that guy in the eyes in the, in the huddle, you know, I want that guy to be our inspiration. Sure. And then running back. I think running back is a tough one because I've seen Sage Karam run the 40 yard dash. Yep. I've seen Joseph do the same They're Again, both very elite athletes, but I'm thinking a guy like Patricio O'Ward or Colton Herta could be one of those kind of smaller but elite quick guys, you know what I mean, oh. that are sneaking through the line. We're talking Austin Eckler type stuff, you know what I mean? Eckler's a short guy. I, I know Austin, small guy. But, boy, will he get through that line and be powerful, you know what I mean? I think Colton might be tiny and have arms that are like straws, but – he can he can wrestle an IndyCar better than anyone out there on the field. So I know that he's got some strength buried in that heart and soul, and that means if you got heart and soul, you're getting through that line. You know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I would say in the end, I, I gave us two choices there. 
But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Colton as my running back. I'm going to hand him the ball, and he's going to be fast. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, wide, wide receiver? receiver. Yeah. Wide receiver now. That one's a tough one because, again, I think you want to go tall, but also who is going to be skilled? Who can actually take a hit? Who's going to follow the ball, accept a hit, take it? You know, when, when you're crossing over the center on a post route, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Catch it. You take some pads to the chest. I, I think Scott McLaughlin's my receiver. I think I think that guy, knowing how he can party, which is hard, I think he can take a hit. I think he can get in the trenches and go up and get a ball. Because, again, he's not a short guy either. Not a short guy. And I, I don't know. I think he's going to be – he's going to be my receiver that we're finding over the edge. He's got some international experience. He can, he can also – you know, he can also talk a good game to our enemies, our opponents. Okay. So those are my three guys right there. Those are three. Okay, I'm only going to have one crossover here. Okay. And I'll start with the quarterback. Um, and I'm going to go kind of the opposite of what you were going. Not not too much, but you know, when you think of the quarterback, what do you think of? You know, he's usually, you know, kind of uh, all-American, good-looking dude, <laughs> walks into the room, everybody knows who he is, right? So it's got to be Joseph Newgarden. You know, it's got to be it's got to be him. He, he's – you're looking at him, you're like, oh, that guy gets all the chicks. That guy's got yeah. the jawline. He's the quarterback for sure. Um, it's got to be Joseph. He's going you know? to procreate, absolutely. He's, he's you know, he already has. You know? He is procreating currently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's, he's the guy who's, like, taking the knee in the huddle, looking at everybody, and you're like, yeah, I'll follow this guy into battle. Yep. Uh, so, Joseph's going to be the quarterback. My crossover here is going to be at running back, and it's going to be Scotty McLaughlin. Okay, all right. And for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I know he's a – I know, as he would say, a massive football fan, massive football fan. Yep, he's a big and Panthers guy now. Big, big Panthers. Panthers guy, so he loves Christian McCaffrey. So I know that he's watched, you know, a, a, a fellow dude know how to run the rock, so he's got a little McCaffrey in him. And, but you and can't dude, take my guy. What do you mean I can't take I said there's a crossover. Can't take him. You got you to get someone else. Like, just on the NBA side, I couldn't take your guys. He's already off the board? Okay. He's already uh, off the board. This is this, this first-round, second-round draft pick right well, here. Well, I know – okay, then I know who my wide receiver is going to be. And it's not okay. like guys. Uh, I'm going with some size. I'm going with some young youth, some athleticism. I'm going with um, your teammate uh, – or, or oh. currently your former teammate, uh, Renas VK. Yep. That's that's actually a respectable choice. I think he can. I think he can hustle. He's fast. He's fit. He's actually tall. He's taller than I am. He's tall. Yeah. He's about. He's a little bit taller than me. I think. He's about yeah. high, high, a little bit taller than me. So he's probably solid six one. Uh, he's athletic. Uh, he's durable. Obviously, we saw him bounce back from uh, the yeah. shoulder accident. So you know he can take a hit in the shoulder and come back. Uh, so I like Renus at receiver, a running back. Man, I can't use. Him. <laughs> I'm going to go – you know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go 
with the 2021 champion of the series, Alex Plo. Okay. I'm going to go with Plo uh, because, you know, he is a small little guy, but I know he's got to be quick as hell. Oh, yeah. Quick as hell on the racetrack. He's probably got some soccer background, so he's probably got some quick feet, and he could just do some juice, yep. Um, and like you said, at the running back position, you don't have to be the biggest guy. If you're low center of gravity, if you're quick, if you've got good vision, you can be good. And Alex Plo's you know got all those things. I think I'm, 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 I might open up a trade, a trade right here right now because I, having looked at the list, I completely missed someone that I want as my running back. And I would trade you, Scott McLaughlin, for the opportunity to have Jack Harvey as my running back. Because I know Jack. I've played Thanksgiving football with Jack in my backyard with my parents. No way. And I, that guy's got broad shoulders. He's, he's built, he's built like, a, like a house, like just a strong brick house. And I think that guy could destroy some people running through the line. And I, 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 I like Jack Harvey as my running back. I think that's, that's going to be the move. I, I've known that guy a long time. I know he can get aggressive, and I, I, I think that is going to be my sub, my trade for Scott McLaughlin. You know, uh, it's, I, I'm going to deny your trade, but you can just drop Scotty and pick up. Okay, Scott. that's off the roster. Yeah, we you got him off the roster. Now I feel really good about my pick with Alex Blow. So we both are right. in this situation. Yeah, now, I think. Now, the kicker. I think is probably unanimous, maybe not unanimous, but for me, there's only one dude who can be the kicker, and it's going to be hilarious. You know who that is? I can't wait to hear about it. That is Elio Castroneves. Oh, a thousand percent. Elio, big kicker guy. Al, emotional. <laughs> He's going to celebrate when he gets out there and wins. He's going to be pointing to the sky as he walks out there. He's going to be tapping his shoulders, doing, doing whatever, dapping all the boys up. You know what I mean? He's hey, Spider Man is coming to uh, a football field near you, and he is going to be kicking bombs and then climbing walls. <laughs> Dude, absolute missiles! He's going to be sending into that sky. Absolute missiles! I mean, I just I, it hit me as I was looking through the driver list. I thought about it. He's like, I was like, man, it's like Martin Gramatica all over again. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful. That is hilarious. I think. My if I'm gonna go with a kicker, gosh, I, I I would think it would be hilarious to put several of these guys in a kicker. But oh, man, I don't know. It's got to be Calamilot. He's 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 probably played soccer. He's small. He's this young guy. Looks like probably half the kickers that are out he's, there right now. Definitely has a kicker just, face. Just ready to sling balls up there into the into the uprights. And Callum's my guy. Callum's going to be the guy I'm sending out there for a 48-yarder, probably not a 56-yarder, but definitely a guaranteed 48, 46 to 48 yards. Like, those, that's, that's going to be his ideal range. Callum, Callum has both kicker face and kicker name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're not a linebacker named Callum Eilat out there, you know? No. Absolutely. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Duh. Oh, Callum's the kicker. Yep, got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that was good dude that was fun yeah i agree i think that was uh that was a good way to test our knowledge I, and, and if you if anyone who's listening if you guys have different opinions be sure to tweet yeah. it at us be sure to instagram it at us whatever you think just let us know what you guys what you guys interpret as uh the most elite basketball and football players um because i think it's fun to talk about honestly i think it's it's hilarious 
and that's what again we've said all the time that's what the off season's for for us to just bs about stuff that's never going to happen but it's fun to talk about so there you go exactly exactly so what do you think we 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 probably should wrap it up here with an indy 500 driver of the week what do we think yes i only have 13 percent of my laptop so let's do that (laughs) perfect all right so this this uh, this week we went 1977, the 1977 Ooh. Indy 500. Um, going because we've done 1978 before, uh-huh. but decided to go one year earlier. Some weird. Uh, and I hadn't looked up. I hadn't looked up the 77 field yet, but I'm looking at the 21st place finisher, I believe, of the 1977 Indy 500, Bubby Jones. Oh my gosh, Bubby Jones, an American man. Looks like we got to do some research on this man. You're just making shit at this point. I respect Bubby Jones. It's it's the guy that I, I did not I did not know this name, and I'm I'm glad that I know it now. Bubby Jones. How about uh, <laughs> this? Might be a guy for another time. How about old Gordon Johncock? Yeah, dude, he's a legend. Gordon Johncock. <laughs> you don't know Jordan Gordon Johncock? No, dude. Oh my gosh, he's a legend. Five hundred winner. What an I love that. Bubby Jones. Oh shit. He qualified last. Did he? Oh Bub. Norman Jones. That's his name. Oh, I love that they put in these result sheets like what they go by. You know that, I, mean? I know. That's fantastic. <laughs> right. Bubby Jones is so much cooler than Norman. Yeah, uh, I agree. He's known as Bubby. And with 22 victories, he's a member of the wow. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Oh, he's inducted in 1998. Love that. Um he only hey here you go. He only had one Indy 500 run, and that was in 1977. He failed to qualify uh, at Indy in both 78 and then again in 81. Wow. Well, hey, how about that guy, huh? We kind of landed on a couple of these guys that have only had one Indy 500 star, and you know what? They deserve the respect. They deserve that's, the respect because if you make the Indy 500 at any point in your life, that's a pretty cool deal. All right, and I, I like I like doing the the one and doneers, right? Because it's just so wild to think about, you know. Because we're so used to like the guys like yourself, you know, who are coming back year after year, and uh, you got these one and doneers here, which is which is really interesting. But I will say that we do have to um, wish wish rest in peace to Norman Bubby Jones because he passed away uh, January eighteenth, twenty twenty, at the age of seventy eight. Well, you know what? We had a great run. Uh, we don't know much about him, but we do know, we, we do know him now, and we're paying respects to him. And we yeah, know him. he's a Hall of Famer, National Sprint Car Hall of Famer, right there. And okay. uh, he got in at the twenty or the 1977 um, Indy 500. So again, he quali- he qualified last, and then he finished twenty first, I think, right. Looks like 21st on my result sheets. There we go. Yep, 21st, Bubby Jones. Love it. So, hey, you're making moves. You're getting up there. Uh, here you go, Bubby. Rest in peace. Okay. Tom Bigelow. <laughs> now you're just going through the rest going of the names. Going through the rest of the names. Oh, like Dallenbeck. That's great. All right, dude. Um, good stuff. Thanks for, uh, you know, pulling an audible here and, and hopping on Zoom with me. I'm Absolutely. Drown myself in Dayquil and sleep, probably. Sounds like a tremendous idea. Well, I think our next episode will have to be on the Zoom again as well because I will be at the Chili Bowl in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. But 
hopefully after that we can get back in the studio and and uh tucker barnhart still is saying that he wants to be on his wife got covid this week so he can't he can't get out of the house he's playing dad duty but eventually he will get on there he keeps telling us that he wants to record so that'll be that may be our next guest we'll do that and hey being on zoom opens up to more guest opportunities too so who knows maybe more dudes on there hopefully we will um all right dude well uh, have fun in Tulsa. Have fun traveling. Look forward to hearing the updates both on what's coming in 2022 and uh, the updates on the Chile. Don't forget about that uh, coming up next. Chile updates incoming. Yeah, Chile yeah. updates incoming. Uh, so don't forget Speed Street with Connor Daly and Joey Molinero available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Those are the two most popular and wherever you get your podcasts. So please subscribe. We're here every week uh, having fun. Talk for about an hour or so. Uh, so leave us a rating, a review. Again, subscribe. And we'll talk to you next week back on Speed Street.